A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We all all right? I'm good. Everyone okay? Uh, I, yeah. think I, I, I think <laughs> ropey's probably the word, isn't it? Indeed. Uh, uh, ropey's maybe a bit soft, Tim. I think I could do some urgent medical attention. <laughs> well, uh, as much... Im- Energy as you can muster right now. Hands in and pod on three. One, two, three. Pod! We might not have a medical team at our side, but we have called for reinforcements. So we've got the usual JB. Good day, Tim. We've got the usual Phil. Hi, Tim. I'm Tim. And we have, I mean, he's been mentioned many times on the podcast. He's featured, he stood in for... For me and Phil before on the podcast. Yeah. Bruno Williams. Yeah. Barbarian. Barbarian. Bryn Williams. He was also in the episode where the average height <laughs> of the uh, of the podcast team was seven foot five. Uh, Bryn, myself and Martin Bayfield. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bryn, get, get that microphone a bit closer to you, mate. You all right? Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. Uh, so l- l- we should probably just explain why and apologise in advance why this podcast might... We might... Well, I think it all... Well, the energy might drop at times because we had Phil's 30th birthday party last night. Indeed. Thanks for coming. It was a rum tasting event. (laughs) Ideal for pirates and Navy sailors. Yeah. I thought it was all right. It was quite quite good fun. Indeed. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That third room was amazing as well. It was. And then then we ended up in... um, So we went from Phil's 30th party to a... Under 18s party. Yeah, it was. (laughs) We went to a club that I've never felt so old. Yeah. We saw three girls walking in, and me, Tim, and Bryn are on the way in, and collectively, almost at the same time, went, are they are they 12? (laughs) At least they're not going to where we're going. Oh, no, they are. No, they are. Yeah, and and then I think they were dressed up as Mario and Luigi. Yeah. And uh, we, I, I think Bryn, just, you just went, these aren't our people, lads. No. And, uh, and the, and the you bouncer chatted, on the way in even said yeah. that you coming in all That's the time. That's Jules here. Uh, <laughs> he called us old timers on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really makes you feel 30 than uh, going go, to somewhere like that. Yeah, go, don't go to factory again. <laughs> well, we, we watched plenty of rugby over the weekend as well, and there is a lot to talk about, so let's get straight into it. Uh, let's talk about that Aviva Premiership final. Do we have to? Well, what was your, oh, yeah, I, th- I know this I is the should... this is the one and only time JB would rather talk about the Pro 12 than oh, the, the Pro 12, Premiership. They're, they're the final this week. <laughs> the accumulation of a wonderful season in, in, in the Pro 12. All right, we'll talk about the Pro 12. Yeah, then. why don't we do that? What what a great season for Edinburgh! Amazing, absolutely yeah. outstanding. Glasgow, uh, it? Glasgow, Glasgow. 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 Oh my word! <laughs> Seriously, what a start. Uh, David, do you want to do you want to hear Alistair Kellogg and what he had to say? Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, what an incredible feeling. We've worked incredibly hard over the years to put ourselves in a position where we're competing with the best teams in this league. We've now taken another step forward. We are beating the best teams in this league. That was huge for us tonight. That's a very good monster team. Obviously, a lot of emotion flying around for them as well, with Paul moving on. And they came back at us really strongly with the character in this team. The foundations that we talk about all the time, they were absolutely tremendous. And the cutting edge, the top two inches... That's as good as it's been all year. Good. He sounds inspiring, doesn't, doesn't he? he? Great send-off, because he's retiring now, isn't yeah. he? Ali yeah. Kellogg. So what, what a nice way for him to finish. I've it. never heard him talk, you know. You'd follow him into battle, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, he sounds yeah. like a proper leader. Yeah, it was a hell of a performance well back. That first 30 minutes, they just completely blew Munster away. Um, the uh, Fijian second row, his offloading and his carrying. Uh, they're ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 
Nakarawa. Well, Nakarawa. It's, it's the thing. I mean, how, how as a coach do you put that in, in, into practice? I mean, how do you say, okay, our game plan evolves around these ridiculous offloads. You can't practice them. You can't train them. <laughs> and it's just, it, but, it must be incredibly hard to, to plan for that. But they've also got, like, Stuart Hogg, his turn of pace. Oh. Exceptional. Finn Russell controlling the game really well. And DTH van der Merwe, who's going to Scarlets next season, yeah, isn't he? Is he? For the Scarlets, yeah, yeah, it's Glasgow great. Rogers. Every time I see him play, I think he's a really, really good one. He's losing a few players, Glasgow, though, aren't well, Exactly where I was yeah. going next, which is... Does this basically now mean that all of Glasgow is for sale? Because I assume that they can't afford to keep them all, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, Maitland's going to London Irish. That, yeah, that's one gone. Yep. Uh, DTH is going to Scarlet. Got the uh, scrum half going to Bath. Yeah, yep. Matawalu. Who doesn't really start? I think they've uh, retiring. Yeah. I think they prefer Pygos, actually. To, yeah. Um, uh, if you look at that side, they've got some really good young players. I think, like, Hogs, 22. Um, is that all Hogs? Johnny Gray's 21. Yeah. And then Finn Russell's 22. Johnny Gray's so got to be moving three on, right? Good Scottish players there who's going to be around, around for a long time. Well, Strauss will be Scottish soon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so it, it's, it's very interesting because I, no, I always play a little game in my head, which is who can Leicester sign? Because, you know, if you, <laughs> if you listen to me talk about Leicester in, in the past, what they need is backs. And I think Stuart Hogg should be right on their radar. Yeah. I, I think I, Scott Williams should be right on their radar. And Finn Russell's got to be on. Pretty Everybody's ready. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pre- pre- yeah. Pre- incredible. Incredible. Think- incredible indeed. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I would be very surprised if they can keep this the heart of this team together. Oh, of course, and the legendary Ewan Murray is also retired. Is he retired? Yeah, he's, he's done. He's gone. Wow. He's going to do missionary work in, uh, in Africa. He's retired from all rugby. I thought it was just Scotland, is it? Oh, maybe yeah, it's just Scotland then. Uh... Sorry. Have you got, <laughs> I think you'll have you got an... Un- an anti-fact button there. Uh, <laughs> fact from Bryn, not Jay. Thank you. Um, right. Uh, so, what, so well done to Glasgow, and that's that's the Pro 12 season finished. Um, like you watch a lot more Pro 12 than we do, Bruno. So, as a competition, you must listen to the podcast and hear JB sticking the boot in. Has he, yeah. has he got any sort of point? I think he has, to be fair. I, I think him. the fact that he's playing <laughs> most weeks in front of empty stadiums, it, it, it's just not... You look at the... They're so envious of the Aviva Premiership and, and the French leagues, you know, the, the packed-out stadiums. Uh, teams are going hammer and thong at, thong at each other every week. <laughs> so, apologies. What <laughs> goes on in the dressing room after games is not our business. Week, week in, week out. And then just some of the Pro 12... Like, like the games the last couple of weeks have been as good as, as you'll get anywhere. You know, last week... Um, the Glasgow Ulster game was is an exceptional game. Um, so too was the Munster Ospreys, but you don't get that week in week out, and it just yeah, that's when it. the internationals are on, and then when 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 international teams are playing. So Ireland rest all their big players in the lead up to big games. Um, it, it just it just cheapens the competition a little bit. Well, I've gone. Sorry, I, I'm just going to say. The the top of the competition, the top five teams yeah. are as good as anyone in the Premiership. Uh, not it, exactly. They'd be competitive. Well, I mean, Le- Leinster, Leinster, who finished fifth, didn't even, long, didn't even qualify. Yeah, game, didn't they? Beat Bath, gave Toulon a good game. Glasgow hammered Bath early in the season. Yeah, but then they got beaten by Bath. So, like I say, it is, they're competitive and they got beaten no, well by well, Bath. They're, 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 as good. they're as good. They're as good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. They're mm. as good as any of the teams in the Premiership. Yeah. I, I, they they so, absolutely are. The Irish, the Irish provinces are still ahead. I know Glasgow won it, but if you look at Ulster, Munster, Leinster, they could compete in any league. Yeah. Glasgow have shown they can do it, and the Ospreys when they're on the game. Here would be my problem with it is too often when you look at the fixtures for the Pro 12 and I do mock it because I just know who's going to win most of the time. I mean, you get the odd upset in Zebra. I think the Scarlets lose, lose at Zebra. Ulster lost at Zebra. lost this year, yeah. I think you're doing a bit of a disservice there because I don't think if you looked at the squads I don't think you'd pick Glasgow as the winners necessarily. Yeah. Um, no, no, I wouldn't have. Definitely and, not. And, you can't say you can pick the results every week, but you couldn't really pick the champions, you know. But yeah. do you not think that the final this year, I mean, Glasgow, well um, well deserved. But it's almost a bit predictable that Munster would get there. And this isn't a classic Munster team. I mean, this well, isn't it isn't one for the ages. Leinster have had, had the upper hand in, over Munster over the last few years. and That's exactly what and, I mean. And Ulster as well. But Glasgow, they, they've built year on year. You know, Gregor Townsend's doing a good job there. Last year they were beating a future Leicester coach, future Leicester coach, or future Scotland, <laughs> coach. Future Scotland coach. Hopefully, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah he got to say, yeah. You know, they lost out last year to Leinster, and there's there's a progression to that. And then they've won this year. I wouldn't be surprised if the Ospreys get there next year, to be honest, because they seem to be building with a quite a young squad. Yeah. Well, um, 
since we've got we've currently got and we're going to get onto the to the Premiership, the Championship, and what a final that was. What a second playoff match that was. And there's plenty more to talk about. Dylan Hartley, Johan Uge. But just since we've got two Welshmen. North Walians, or JB North would, would say straight away. I think Britain's a full-on Welshman, but I'm just yeah. a North Walian. We've got two Welshmen, we've got two Englishmen. Um, in previous weeks, we talked about the England squad loads, and we'll talk about that again in a little bit with, with in relation to Hartley. But come on then, the Welsh squad's going to be announced. As we record in this podcast, we don't know what it is. What do you expect to see? Well, we've, we have had a little sneak preview, actually. Yeah, and an official, there's, there's some, been something leaked today that we've had a look at. Um, two things that are... A big thing to note is that, um, I don't know if you heard, Ross Moriarty is rumoured to be getting a call-up. He's lost, 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 the back row. lost the back row. I think he's Son of. played two World Cups for England under-20s. Has, has he? Has he? Yeah. Which, of... which, if he played that for Wales, he meant he wouldn't be able to then yeah. go yes. and play for England yeah. senior ah. side because England have a second, they have a, the, the, the Saxons. Saxons, Saxons, Saxons yeah. yeah. Yeah, Paul Moriarty's son, who... Yeah. I think he was born in England because he was moved up to play rugby league for Widnes, I believe. So he oh, was really? born, born in England then. Uh, grew up a lot in Swansea, but he's been picked, obviously, for England under-20s. Gatlin's a shrewd operator. Isn't he um, just? <laughs> you know, Thomas Francis has been doing a good job for Exeter, who, who, yeah. who've stood toe-to-toe with some big teams this oh, year. I, I mean, the Exeter scrum absolutely mullered um, the Northampton scrum, but then weirdly got... Yeah, and the week after, yeah. Gloucester, Gloucester scrum, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Jury's still out on that. Tom on Francis, them. has he got any... So Tom Francis is going to... The bear. Has he got any, has he got any Welsh no. in him? Uh, uh, he's got a gran from somewhere in South Wales. I think he's she, a she visited. She visited somewhere yeah. in South Wales once. But he, he was born in York. Uh, went to Ampleford. school, college. He's going to have to change his Twitter profile, isn't he? Depending <laughs> on Donny Prop. His Twitter handle's like Donny Prop. So it's yeah. something like that. Prop Cymru or something. <laughs> Depending on Samson Lee, though, he if 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 he does get capped, then he does. You know. Um, he does decide to play for Wales. He's got a realistic chance of starting in the um, in the World Cup because he's going to go straight to the top of that pile if Samson leaves. Does that show yeah. how poor the depth of Welsh props yeah. is? Uh, yeah, absolutely. maybe. And that's across the board. I mean, the Jonathan Davis injury has led to Ben John getting called up, who's been doing a good job for the Ospreys. But he got just, a couple of tries you just, against. You just notice the difference. I mean, there's a lot of people who won't have heard of Ben John. He's a good yeah. player. He's a good outside centre, but. Jonathan Davis is a world-class operator, and then you're not bringing like for liking. Whereas you look at England, you know they can afford to lose, you know players like Armitage. Not even pick Armitage. Well, do you know what I think? Or, or Dylan Hartley, and then you and get you, to you, like, yeah. you know. take take your pick. Of, I think uh, the top to end, yeah. the top end England players are not as. Uh, there's a bigger gap between the best Welsh players and then the backups. Whereas England, I think the backups are better, but the starters aren't quite as good. So it's not quite as noticeable when you change, you know, Brad sure. Barrett mm. or whoever it may but be. But you've got you've got to say, and is this an issue for Wales as you go to a World Cup? I suppose, arguably, it was. It is every time there's a, a, a World Cup there. There, if you get everyone fit and firing, you're a match for anyone. But oh, yeah. a couple of injuries, a couple of suspensions, or whatever, yeah. and you're, you're, well, you're scratching yeah. your head. And exactly, I mean, it's nicely tidies up to. Lancaster's recent decisions of excluding world-class players. I mean, it, it just no one else in the world could could possibly think of excluding three of their best players. But well, Australia, New, New Zealand, do it. Yeah. What? Because they don't play at home. What? what, what New do you Zealand mean? Won't, won't select anyone who doesn't play in New Zealand. Yeah, but they do all. They all do play in New Zealand. That's well, the thing. I mean, who 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 is outside of New Zealand who'd walk? Not into necessarily. The squad? Well, if you if hey, you look, if you look at the last few years, Nick, Evans, Rennie, Ranger, Nick Evans was playing for the Harlequins, arguably the second best fly yeah, off in arguably. the world in 2011, and yeah. they ended up calling. But it is different, um, isn't it? Donald off a beach somewhere uh, yeah, to, to but, play. <laughs> <He's> white, <laughs> white bait fishing, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is different when you're literally you couldn't get any further in the world away from where the rugby union is based. So if you if you're New Zealand rugby union and you're playing in France, you physically can't get further away. But when you play in France and your home base is an hour's flight. Well, that makes no sense. It, it does make sense when you look at the league. And we mentioned before that yeah. the crowds in the Pro 12, there's an article in the Ruby paper saying crowds in the Premiership are increasing year on year. 5% increase this year. They're growing the game. It's, it's a more yeah, long-term approach, absolutely. which yeah. you, you don't see, look, I, No, no, I do see it. And I see it in Wales because I see when we get rid of all the stars, I keep saying it over and over again, what happens? You replace them with more players. It's as much about opportunities as it is about anything else. I want... English, uh, sorry, I want Welsh fly halves playing in English shirts and then Welsh fly halves <laughs> playing in Welsh shirts. That is fine. All right, listen, um, we, you, we've touched on the Hartley thing and we will get into that um, in just a minute, but we should talk about the Premiership final then. Yes. We, we, we all... Well, <laughs> uh, Gee, don't we... 
What's up with Jack? You? You're Jack. You, you're Jack Berger. Heroic, you know, victorious. Like, you love the Borg. You love the Saracens Borg. You just them. love I mean, Bruce Craig and Mike Ford's um, mustard chinos. <laughs> I do love them. Uh, I think uh, you've just got to respect and enjoy what Saracens bring. But it wasn't that enjoyable when they were dismantling that uh, that bat team. It was hard to watch. It, it was... Rem- Sorry, go on. I... Because I, I, I was neutral going into the game. I, yeah, so I, I re- really... You were <laughs> very much not neutral. I, I really enjoyed it because it was like pragmatic efficiency. Yeah. It was just simple game plan executed Brilliant. to perfection. It was so well executed and they just didn't give... Bath any space, any ball, any chance to get their offloading front foot game going. Just, just got some music for the Borg while we talk about the Borg. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a, a masterclass of how to it, win it, a tight game like that. Exactly it was a masterclass. Right. Last, last week they had so much joy, Bath running, they, you know, scoring tries to turn over ball from their own 22. Yeah. And then they just played into Saracen's hands. That Getting that early try and sort of chasing the game, playing out of the 22, they just... They were just pressurised so much yeah. and forced into errors, and then there just was no way. And it, it was just it, Saracens' machine just was in full. F- yeah, if you if you know your rugby, you will appreciate Saracens. Absolutely, but, yeah. yeah. It's a real investment. It's like reading a novel or something. Yeah. You've, you've got to get to the end to it. Is there any argument that Bath bottled it? No, because right, Saracens were very good, and we and we do appreciate I, what they did. They they their defence was aggressive, and they got up in their face. Um, but did Bath bot? I think bottle it at all. I'm naive more than more than they bottled it. Yeah, but didn't they? I mean, two of the tries were almost unfortunate. You know, there was the um, Jamie George oh. one. Well, bloody hell! I thought it was pressure. Pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Pressure led you, to those mistakes. You enforce. You force you know, the mistakes, don't Bath you? Bath have played that style of rugby all season, and it hasn't got them into many trouble. Yeah. But Saracens squeezed squeezed the life for, out of them. And for example, you know, Bath. It's been talked about loads uh, in the last few months. Bath's little diamond formation that they do off George Ford yeah. or off yeah. of a forward runner with George Ford as the as the back one in the diamond. And but Saracens got up so fast into that that they couldn't. Yeah. They never got that going at yeah. all. And they they looked. George Ford has never looked so under pressure and that seemed to have yeah. let a little time on yeah, the ball. Even under pressure, they still played some beautiful rugby. I mean, Ford had a few nice breaks. There's one phase of play. Where Bath made, I don't know, 20, 30 yards, and it was three or four offloads back to back to back. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you're talking about the first half, though, are you? No, second no, half, right. sorry. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And this is it, because with both finals, the game was won at half time. Yeah. Like Bath, Bath mm. were ne- however well they played in the second half, you're never going to chase that many points back down with Saracens. And uh, Bath, uh, naive, Bryn, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Bath were just naive. Well, they were what would they do differently, I, though? I, I think, well, I don't try and run it out your 22. I think they were still in Leicester mode thinking yeah. we can just cut this team apart and, yeah. and we can attack from well, anywhere and they just they just look like they were trying to attack from their own 22. You don't my, do that against Saracens. And they haven't got huge big game experience. If you look at Saracens they've been there you know they've earned their stripes over the last few years. They lost yeah. out narrowly you know last year to Northampton. And to We, we mentioned it with Glasgow yeah. they lost out last year. Big game experience this year you know Bath are going to be around for a long time to yeah. come you'd hope. That, with that the, young, well, the young back line. So let's see what happens I, next ta- year. Well, that's really interesting to say that because we just mentioned Glasgow and how do they keep that team together if they can't afford to keep that team together? Now, Bath can keep, afford to keep this team together, but do you think with all the allegations of salary cap and all the rest of it that they will keep them together because these guys are going to be, need, be, be needed to be paid? As soon as they get to the next round of contract negotiations, which one of those back, which one of those backs is going to take the salary cap hit? Well, to stay there, the the salary cap is being increased, the marquee player thing's being expanded. So, I'd... well, you've got two marquee players, and none of these players are eligible for for, for for marquee player status. None of the guys have got in there at the moment, but that then frees up a big chunk of salary cap. Um, so they're going to have to start getting rid of some players. They'll, they'll, aren't they? Bruce Craig will find it. He'll find a way. Yeah. He'll yeah. find a way. I'm sure he's got some very, very capable of capable accountants. And they've they've Sox- added some good players to their squad as well, haven't they? You know, Priestland's come. He's he's going to be an able deputy to George Ford. Yeah, Matawala as well. What do you think, Priestland? Just a thought thought experiment. What do you think Priestland does bring to the to, to this Bath team? He, he's very. He's in in a lot of ways. He, pl- he plays similar to George Ford. So he plays flat. He's a brilliant distributor. Priestland is a very good player if he's got good players outside him. All he does is release players, and, and he's an excellent distributor, and he manages a game well. Um, if, if if he gets go forward ball, he's like in 2012, 2011 for Wales. He's he's a real class operator. Well, of course, Henson will be vi- will be available next year because Bristol didn't go up. So. Do you know what I do? You know what I loved about this the, the Premiership final, and what I love every time I watch uh, Bath with JB is just JB's arbitrary. 
um, lovings that he has, like no, completely random lovings. He he just it's almost like you're being contrary with it. You're sort of like, oh, Carl Ferns is on the bench. I'm gonna. I love Carl Ferns. Carl gonna... Ferns is a marvelous player. <laughs> Where does no one see this? He is. He is. He, he is. Believe me later. But, uh, a... I, I love listening to you going on about Carl Ferns banners hoops. Hoops. <laughs> Look, ba- banners. The banners one is just out of guilt that I got it so wrong. Uh, I'm not sure he did get it so wrong. Uh, I don't know. Oh, well, the, the, but honestly, watching the final yesterday, all, the whole 60 minutes, as soon as Bath went to points down, it was get Carl Ferns on, get Carl Ferns on. <laughs> he's and like, about good 60 him. minutes, Carl Ferns came on, and he, he only had to run near the ball. Oh, did you see the decoy run by Carl Ferns? <laughs> <laughs> he's, I tell you what, I thought he was one of the best back row on the field um, when he came on against Leicester. And I think, again, he did very well when he came Do you know on. who I think was one of the best back rows on the field yesterday? Mm, let me have a guess. Well, Billy Vanapola was excellent with his ball carrying all day. Jack? No. Well, Jack Berger was great in defence. He set the tone. Jackson in... Ray is what he... Jack Berger set the tone in the first 15 minutes with his defence. Are you going to say Sam Burgess? I'm going to say Sam Burgess. Oh, come on! I no, think he, he had was his... outstanding. I think he, he had his best good. game. I think he had his best game. Yeah, yeah. He, look, he improves in, in every a, game. In and, a well-beaten and, team. And if he was a rugby union player... And there hadn't been Sam Burgess who's come over with big money move. If he'd just been a Bath squad player, we would have been going, yeah. God, he's had a great... He's put his hand up for England, hasn't he? That he's had a great game. Yeah, that is a career hit, isn't it? To stop a man like that Statement. on the game line. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. By the way, oh, yeah, 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 he had his feet planted. He, he wasn't running into it. Just feet planted and just bang. Yeah. That Enjoy that, Billy. That was a statement of intent, but... Yeah. That was an awesome not, hit. But... I thought Owen Farrell was. Yeah, I know he got man of the match, but he was outstanding. But it could have gone yes. a lot differently for you know Mike, that first ten minutes with with that Anthony Watson. Some interesting comments from Mike Ford because he oh, said before you go on before you go on with red. that, I have actually got a, a sound. Uh, I got a replay of the the tackle Sam Burgess on Billy Vanapola. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow, where did you get that, Tim? It's just a new little ref live. Mi- we got a microphone on the ref cam here. Wayne Barnes' ref cam. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Mike Ford. Well, Mike Ford, uh, front page of the rugby paper this morning, saying that he should have been red. He's very, no. very angry. Right, let's, I, let's I, go back to that. So it's two minutes into the game. Anthony Watson's doing his normal jinking little step, steps inside. Owen Farrell, right arm out, clocks him on the face. It's only when I've seen it from a different angle I realise Anthony Watson was out. Lights were out. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was oh, really? cool. but, he, he, yeah. had, he had concussion protocol, failed concussion protocol, and didn't didn't reemerge. You see, as soon as, as soon as Farrell's hand connects with his jaw, is, you see Watson is, is out. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It, and, uh, well, the, me, Tim, and Phil all thought yellow, didn't we? At, yeah, at, yeah. At the least. I thought penalty would be sufficient. Penalty. And, and then, oh, it was clearly no intent, and no. Uh, yeah. you know, Owen Farrell made a point of going up to Anthony Watson after the game and saying sorry, and I didn't mean to, and blah blah blah. So yeah, but to rub salt into the wound, Owen Farrell was. Super for a try within ten yeah. minutes of that. Wasn't yeah. it? You know when he should have been in the bin, in my opinion. No, I, no. I mean the problem is you've got these two athletes, and one of them is exceptional in Anthony Watson. And if he, I, I can only imagine how hard it is to time a hit hit on, on Watson because he is so quick, he is so, he is so jinky. So inevitably, so that means Watson's so just you, Watson. You're too good and too jinky. You're just gonna have to accept getting clocked <laughs> no, round the face just... or slow down. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> it sounds it sounds ludicrous, but he must be incredibly hard to tackle. He must be very hard to time your hits, and it's just a consequence of a physical game. It I, is it, a physical it, game. It is, but it was it was a high tackle that caused an injury to Watson, so it should have been it, no intent. But you know it, it was a high tackle. Something we've talked about a couple of weeks ago. One of the things the referees have to consider is the consequences of the act now Wayne Barnes didn't even check with the TMO despite the fact it came up on the big screen the crowd reacted and the TMO didn't actually say Wayne maybe you should have a look at look at that tackle so yeah. you could argue the TMO missed it the referee missed it but um, we talked about on a previous podcast that the what the consequence of your actions is relevant to what the punishment should be mm. yeah not and, so much and losing losing your fullback when you've only got two backs on the bench as well is Quite a big yeah. thing, and it, obviously it didn't tell. It didn't matter because it, it didn't take the the eighty minutes, so they didn't need to use all the backs, and that didn't have an effect on the game. In, from a like an attritional point of view, yeah. but it, but it did affect the game because you're losing yeah, your, did, one of your right. best strike runners. What affects affects the game more? Anthony Watson just being replaced, or I mean, to be two minutes in and have. The Saracens playmaker carded for an unintentional act just doesn't well, seem necessary to me. Saracens this season actually scored more points than the opposition when they've had men in the bin. Oh, oh my how word. do you know that? Wow. How do you know that? You there's, a, there's, a fe- there's a feature on uh, it was on BT Sport a while oh, ago. You uh, so I can't t- can't take credit for it. But they, they're 
outstanding with a man in the bin. So it wouldn't have affected wouldn't have affected Saracens. So are you saying they, but should... they wouldn't necessarily have had the dominant start that they had? I know when Farrell certainly yes. wouldn't have scored a try. Yes, they definitely yeah. wouldn't have scored a try. Um, so but, are you saying they should play with 14 men? Well, no, they don't score more than they normally score, but they still score more than the opposition. If you oh, take the average of the, average of the season, oh, well, they I mean, score more than the opposition. If, if you could play with 14 men and bring on a, like, a power player every <laughs> every 10 minutes... Look, just give Billy Van Apula a rest. Well, what, they should go 10 minutes on, sign, 10 minutes off. Sign someone like Fanua, who is going to Leicester, and 10 minutes on. Fanua, yeah. bring him off, and we'll go back to our 14-man game plan. <laughs> Oh, it'd be like um, like that old Irish footballer, or they do. I'm sure they do it with. Other, they did, did it with Ledley King as well. Just train when you want. Just, yeah. So just just say to Billy Vanapola or a Petit Fenua or players like that. Just whenever you want. Just 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 sit down on the pitch and just just chill I think, out. I think they try and do that with Jack Berger, but they just can't get him to stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop, just Jack! Stop! stop. <laughs> someone, someone, rest him. Get him back in his cage. Get the tran- tranquilizer out. I, right, well, well, so we talk, just talked about the Owen Farrell tackle incident, and people will have their different views. Mike Ford. I, I, I suppose you can't blame Mike Ford saying, oh, I think it should be a red, but is, would that not have been something for tomorrow or or the day after the game? Not like post-match interview, it should have been a red card. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't I think know. you should congratulate yeah. Saracens for being as good as they were. Um, well, I suppose know, if, he's yeah. asked, if, if he's asked and he gives an answer, that's fine. Um, no, yeah. but what I was going to say was, let's focus on more positives. Who knew Jamie George could shift like that? Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, I suppose when your training partner day in, day out is Shout Brits, you yeah. know, <laughs> clearly Saracens value fast hookers. Yeah. And it must be part of their training training regime. But I, I, it doesn't make sense. No. Like, then, sure, if you were the World Anti-Doping Association or whatever, you'd, get man. you'd get see that man. video and go, there's something dodgy going on there. Look at him. You would quarantine him. him, wouldn't you, and yeah. put him through tests for next month. It does, uh, doesn't make sense. He broke, it, he broke the laws of physics. Is he just? Yeah. Is it just his head is a bit fat and his body actually? No, isn't. no, he's no. definitely got a bit of a stomach. No, his body is. So imagine how fast he could be. And is yeah. it me or does he have slightly small arms in comparison to the? Oh rest yeah, he's of like a T Rex, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. T Rex arms. Yeah, <laughs> they don't quite like reach all the way around his his no. body. They kind of reached about the spine of his props when he's uh, hooking. <laughs> we have done a... Um, we have we, Me and Phil were talking about this in the pub yesterday after Jamie George's try. We did do a 15 in the past, um, which was like backs playing as forwards and forwards playing as backs. Basically, it was players who don't look like, like they should be in the position they're in or should yeah. look like they should be in another position. Just Jamie George just doesn't look like he should be on a rugby pitch. No. <laughs> or, or he should be on an amateur rugby pitch. Yeah. yeah. Good time but, for him to step up, though. Yeah. With, with what's happened with Hartley this week, you know, we put, hell of a oh, time. Yeah. yeah. Everything's coming up, Jamie George, at the moment. It is <laughs> absolutely. I mean, who is a who's a better hooker than him at the moment? Who, who's on better form? Well, that's not already in the squad. Uh, or well, just, no, no, just of everyone. Oh, yeah. Of everyone. Be- of English better hookers. F- better form. Yeah. Um, Weber didn't have his finest day yesterday. No. Yeah. Yeah. didn't have a great game. Tom Tom Youngs is he's been playing very well yeah. for last. I, uh, to me. You're picking Tom Youngs and Jamie George. If it's just on form and everyone's available, those yeah. two. Are... I, I I would I'd go for that as well. I'd agree. I agree. I, I think they're both. Whether both Lancaster does that because of course he doesn't like making controversial decisions. <laughs> Let's talk about it then. Got the Crime Watch music up. Dylan Hartley. I mean, when Dylan Hartley sits back 50 years from now and he's 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 with his grandkids or whatever, he's got them on his knee and they're going, "Tell us about the time you played for England, Granddad." He's going to be able to say, "Yeah, uh, I, I right. played. I played fifty odd caps for England, and that's amazing. And that's something that is, you, you know, your you can't take it away. You cannot take it away, and that's incredible. But he's also got to say, I missed out on a British and Irish Lions tour, and I missed out on a World Cup because I was a bit yeah. of a bell end in playoff matches as well. Big, big games, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> red card, red card in a final. In the final, uh, headbutt yeah. in a semi. I mean, okay. I mean t- ten years from now, he is gonna. He, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if there's." actual little bout of depression from this because that's two of the pinnacles of your career yeah that you, mm, you just lost out on that's just, that's got to hurt so much yeah. it has got to hurt I, I do think there's been a bit of a witch hunt around Hartley and there's a lot of a lot of crying and pointing and shouting from all those with properties on Mount Pius but uh, he has he has been harshly treated. I think. Do you really? I really. Do. I, I think if it was a one-off incident, it's obviously disproportionate. But given his rap sheet, given yeah. the, do you the, know what I worry about? What the hell are after dinner speakers going to 
uh, going to talk about in the future. If the RFU get their way and they produce this homogenous, cookie-cutter type player, which is what they want. That's not at all well, what they It want. is what they want, because that's how they pick their coach. If, if uh, they, if, do you think they'd want that if they were with uh, Noel and Watson on the wings? Is oh, that, is that yeah, co- yeah, cookie-cutter rugby? Uh, Personality-wise, yes. Rugby. Rugby is A, about all shapes and sizes, which is slowly disappearing because we're getting... Well, because we're not professional. Uh, but also, it should be about all sort, all ty- 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 types of personality. You don't hear the afternoon speakers stand up and say, yeah, we had one guy, he was really sensible, and then t- start telling us stories about how sensible they were and how unaggressive they were on the field. Hartley is an aggressive player, he's a brazen plays on the edge, and that's what makes Hartley Hartley. So you, so you, if you, you're, you're Stuart Lancaster right now, you go, oh, Dylan, never mind, you're still in the squad. That's what you say now well, tomorrow. Why doesn't, why, doesn't, why doesn't Lancaster, just for once, stick by a, stick by a player? He does what you mean for once. This is what you always say. What are you talking about? You're always saying he never picks on form, he just sticks by players. No, he doesn't. Okay, so this is the type of player that he would stick by. Someone who comes in, does a good job, bit boring... Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, jo- Jonathan Joseph wouldn't have got a look in if it wasn't been for if it wasn't been for injuries. Okay. Not, yeah, so he okay. sticks by the wrong players. Now, you know, unfortunately, uh, Julian Surveyor decided to go and beat up a girlfriend or, or what have you, and that's pretty atrocious. Oh, well, 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 sorry, let's just be clear. We're not saying Julian Surveyor did that. It's just a hypothetical, right? No, uh, no, 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 no. He did. He you actually know, did. He did. Oh, right. Okay. That, that was a, f- a few years ago. There was a domestic oh, violence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Violence right. okay. incident. Now that is far worse than anything Dylan Hartley's done. It's far worse than Manu ju- 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 uh, jumping off a ferry or and being oh, rude to that police. That was legendary, by right. the way. There's nothing yeah. bad about jumping off a ferry. Well, yeah, but didn't he get not get uh, a, a, a suspension or he, he got a, a slap on the wrist? Like I think he got, them, right. he got a caution so, by the police. What do New Zealand do to Julian Surveyor? They make him cry on TV. That's enough. Go back to scoring tries. I mean, the, <laughs> but the people that love Dylan Hartley the most uh, are the people that will scrum with him and play with him because that's the kind of guy you want right, right, right well, in the middle of the scrum. I, see, I don't think it is because. But you, but you it, scrimmage. No, he's not, not from a scrimmaging point of view. His disciplinary issues now are so serious that he will lose you games. He I, lost, lost Northampton in the final. In the, yeah, in the final couple of years ago when he got sent off. In the Autumn Internationals, he got Simbin against South Africa, lost the game for us then. Like, it's to the point where he's too much for liability just from his disciplinary he point of view. El- he threw an elbow, didn't he? At, um, what's his face? Uh, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. In Smith. December. Got, yeah. There's only one person that is responsible for where Dylan Hartley's at now, and that's Dylan Hartley. You know, yeah. He's had so many chances. Lancaster stuck but by you know, him for so long. No, well, Lancaster too long, is all, about, oh, it's all about the squad. The players pretty much dictate who I can pick, because if I pick Stefan, they're going to have a tantrum. And then as soon as one of them ste- steps out of line, he, he just bins them off. So <laughs> all... He, uh, yeah. he did it with Danny Kerr. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Danny Danny Kerr got a ban. Yeah, with um, game, drink driving was, was it? Yeah, he was. He was. Oh, drink, drink driving drink as well. Driving. I, was, I was thinking about the first one when he started. Did he? Did he relieve himself on a statue? Or something? Yeah, he had a few. <laughs> he had a few things, and he got well, dropped well, for that. But he hasn't? came back. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? Exactly. Manu's been dropped now for his in, for his indiscretions. This is the Bill theme tune, by the way. Just in case anyone's <laughs> wondering. But Lancaster's trying to build. Discipline in the squad, isn't he? He's yeah. trying to set but this, a, a yeah, what, what, like social discipline outside um, outside of rugby. What about the kids? What about the kids? Think? Well, what do you reckon, Bryn, on this whole situation? You're clearly thinking that Lancaster. You're with Lancaster on this. I, I am, to be fair, especially with Dylan Hartley, because not only is Dylan Hartley, in my opinion, replaceable. We've seen Jamie George step up to the plate. Yep. Tom Youngs, um, Webber. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com 
slash host. They're all, they're all very good players, so it's not like he's head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah. And then the main point is, given his previous um, indiscretion, the main point for me is the fact that even if Lancaster stuck by him, he's not available until the second game of the World Cup, which mm-hmm. is arguably yeah. the crucial game. It is I think it's England-Wales, isn't it? Yeah. So he's going to miss the first game, Fiji, and then he's coming straight in. No matter who you are, you can't get match fitness from training. Yeah. So... So other... why would he gamble with with taking Dylan Hartley? Yeah, and not having him shot. But do you know what? Right, just say for instance you've got Dylan Hartley on the bench because he won't start that second game, and your lineouts are going, uh, they're a bit off. Now I would say Dylan Hartley's percentages in the lineouts alone would mean just bring him on. It doesn't matter. Lineouts if he's not... won't be an issue for England come the World Cup. Do you, because, do you not think? No, they're going to have three months together. Yeah, Tom Youngs is a, is a, he's got good lineout percentages got, uh, for yeah, Leicester. Not, not as good as. Um, Hartley though, by some distance. For Leicester though, he's good. Yeah, he's 90, 90 plus percent. Leicester's like set pre- pieces yeah. outstanding. It's going to be like a club pre-season, isn't it? They're yeah. going to know everything. Their moves, that is their one calls, of those, yeah. inside out. Hartley's obviously bright. He's yeah. playing with Laws and Wood. You know, he picks up the calls. That's great. Give Tom Youngs a bit of time, Jamie George. They're yeah. all going to be... You know, well, 90% I was just going to say, in the lineup, in the past, we've talked a load about uh, rugby cliches that get wheeled out, and I think possibly the whole Tom Young's lineout thing is an outdated cliche. Well, no, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he, 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 everyone that. has bad days at the office, generally exactly. speaking. But he, he, he's not. He's I, not Dave Ward. No, he's, he's not. He's, Dave Ward. he's much closer to. Uh, he's much closer to Tom Young. Well, I mean, uh, that, to, uh, Dylan that's Hartley kind of what Dan, I'm saying. Though, is I think uh, I think that Tom, Tom Young's will be absolutely fine. I agree with you. But like you say, we all have off days. And who do you want on the bench if it's not the most accurate line-up thrower which you've got in, in the entire country? I, th- I, th- I think Bryn made the the clearest point. It, I don't think it's actually so... Well, no, I do think it is part of it. I think part of it is that the pressure cooker of a World Cup and big games when tiny margins and one player getting a yellow card and going in the bin yeah. is the difference between getting knocked out and going on. That's a potential cost, but I think even bigger than that is the fact, as Bryn said, you can't play in the warm-up games, Dylan. You can't play in the first game. You won't be match fit, possibly not for the Wales game, and then by which time you've got two hookers that have already got eighty or one hundred and sixty minutes under their belt. I just, I, I think he is a captain under his belt. You know, he is a conservative coach generally, but I think he's actually weighing up the the formula and going Dylan Hartley's positives over here, and then all those negatives over there. It doesn't add up. All yeah. I'd say is Agreed. no, is Agreed. no. All I'd say. Is there are some valid points you've made, but no other country has got this discussion of do do we leave out some of our best uh, best players voluntary, and also shall we um, exclude others on on disciplinary uh, issues? I don't think Gatland would do it, and I don't think that Smith would do it. In fact, I don't think any other coach would do that. Do you want to hear a bit what Stuart Lancaster said? No, but go on. <laughs> You'd hope he will. Um, oh, sorry. Um, this is, know... He was asked the question. Um, you know, he's only twenty nine. Do you think he'll sort himself out? But. Uh... Certainly, my dealings with him um, as a as a player of the last three years, you know, he's excellent in in, 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 in an awful lot of ways. Um, but clearly, as I mentioned in the press release, you know, emotional control and ability to make good decisions under pressure. And let's be fair, the white hot pressure of a World Cup will be will be that um, is is a key quality in in, in all players. And uh, you know, he's let himself down in this uh, in this big semi final, and he's got to suffer the consequences. And unfortunately, the consequences are not just. For him, obviously huge consequences for him, but also for the team as well, because, you know, he was an important cog in the wheel. Is Stuart Lancaster a teacher? I mean, that, that isn't a joke. It was no, he a teacher? He, he, I, I think, think he was, was at yeah. one stage, yeah. Yeah, you, you can almost tell, can't you, by the way, he talks about consequences and all the rest of it. But, but, does that not yeah, just sound like... Yeah. On the money, yeah. 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 Logical, rational. Doesn't want to be making these decisions. It's not like he's like, "Oh, I hope you know Hartley does something so I can kick him out of the squad." He he doesn't want these scenarios. He wants all his players available, fit, and ready to go. These players are making these horrendous um, judgment, you know, errors of judgment, and and they're forcing his hand. He's got to stand up for what he believes is right, the ethos of the squad, what he's building towards. And, you know, make no bones about it, England are going to have a good crack at the World Cup. And Lancaster can't undermine the squad and other players in the squad I take immediate umbrage at that because undermining the squad, that to me sounds like there's a little bit too, uh, too, too, too much player power for a start. But I would just say, why does he have to be so clear-cut on everything immediately? He almost makes it so 
he has to enforce rules that he has to stick to. If you look, I mean, in Wales, they love to talk about Gatland's law. And Gatland's law means Gatlanders whatever he wants, whenever he wants, <laughs> and answers to no one. The definition of like, having rules is that you stick to them. He's, no, made, but, he's made his uh, stance with regards and to he loves And he loves rules. I, I, I say it again. You go back, go back to Gatland, and he just decides, well, you might play, you might not. I'll let you know. No, but, he's yeah. not cutting off his nose to spite his face. He's no. actually saying this is the right thing for us winning the World Cup. He's not yeah. going... He's not going... Yeah. Oh, keeping Dylan, would, keeping Dylan in would be the best thing for winning the World Cup. I would argue but, that but I should do but, this. Uh, but I should do this. He's actually going, I can't trust him in, in the pressure yeah. cooker. I can't trust him and that could lose us the World Cup. Would, and the fitness it was amazing the, though, the isn't it? Just, just over, uh, you know, he should have a bit more of an overall view on Dylan Hartley than saying, oh, well, actually, he did something silly last week so now I can't trust him. I'd have thought he'd have a bit more nuanced view from no, working but, with him for three but also years. also with the fact he's not going to be able to play and even then he won't be match fit. Yeah, absolutely. I would until, argue that Gatland has made more of a poor judgment by basically forcing Adam Jones's hand into retirement. You know, he's got Samson Lee who's going to be starting. Adam Jones is definitely the best backup other than possibly Thomas Francis if he materialises. Do you not think that was more of an ego thing on the part of Adam Jones? No, I think Gatland (laughs) treated him pretty shoddily, to be honest. He told him he wasn't going to make the Autumn Internationals because he hadn't had a pre-season. Fair enough. Get yourself fit. Get yourself playing for Cardiff. You're back in for the Six Nations. See, my understanding on that is So he called his bluff. So the question is, as a Welshman, Jay, would you prefer Aaron Jarvis on the bench or Scott Andrews or do you want Adam Jones? You want Adam Jones there every day of the week, but no one makes the the point about Gatland. But my understanding on um, on the Jones case was not so much Gatland, but it was a case of central contracts. And the reason he did, and that all kind of you, spilled that's, that's, over. That's contradicting you going, Gatland does what he wants. Well, <laughs> well, he he doesn't necessarily give out the contracts. I mean, he might give you a list of people that he wants to have contracts, but Adam Jones missed a pre-season because he couldn't sort out a contract. That 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 basically is it. Yeah, but, but Adam Jones says, well, you now can't, uh, you now can't, can't play. In the autumn missed, international, that wasn't the Six Nations, right? though, because Adam, Adam Jones did extra training, but, they said he was at a good level of fitness, yeah. and he lost yeah, but for that time, someone else, is, someone else is wearing his shirt. Well, Aaron Jarvis. Uh, Samson Lee. No, but yeah, no, Aaron for the bench. Jarvis. Yeah. Yeah. Samson Lee got injured first Englishman game against Aaron England, Jarvis. and we ended up with Aaron <laughs> Jarvis, who had a tough time against Scotland. You know, Scott Andrews was the backup, where Adam Jones was just sat at home. Yeah, but I would also argue that Gatland isn't excluding players that play in France because they play in France. But what I'm saying is, Gatland, in my opinion, made a bad call with Adam Jones. And we're, we're, I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying Gatland's perfect. We're, we're but... calling Stuart Lancaster to task over what he, how he's dealt with Hartley, and you know, holding up Gatland like he never makes a mistake. He's, but in my so, opinion, so, yeah. he's made Gatland, more, Gatland, Lancaster's, more of a Lancaster's got able backups and other players that he can rely on who aren't that far much difference between Hartley. Um, Wales have got Aaron Jarvis, Scott Andrews, and Gatlin's just discarded someone who was who you can rely on and can trust. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm yeah. not entirely sure you're making similar arguments here. Yeah, maybe Gatlin did uh, did have a, an area of judgment regarding Jones, but I also think that Gatlin would personally drive Stefan Armitage from Toulon to to the Millennium St- uh, uh, to the Millennium Stadium to play, and he wouldn't make a rod for his own back by saying no. Oh, Hang on, all these lads have gone to France. They can no, no longer play. That's but it, full stop. He did that with Dwayne Peel. Yeah. Uh, Gat- yeah, was- yeah. He did. Do you know why? Because it's Gatlin's law and he does whatever he wants. So, <laughs> Dwayne Peel, you'll, you'll be treated this way. Jamie Roberts will be treated that way. And we'll, and we'll go from there. All right, I'll tell you what, let's, let's leave that one to one side. But let us know, as always, what you think at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. I've got a little bit of a quiz. Uh, oh, wow. A domestic finals quiz. Ooh. And we've got Big Brim Williams, the Barbarian, and RGC stalwart. We've got JB and Phil as well. So you've got, no, e- you've got extra. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, nice before one, we Tim. get into this, uh, we're all wearing Canterbury stash. Of course obviously. we are. We are. We'll out in Canterbury. Very good. Phil, you've got an interesting Canterbury top on there. I do. I've got uh, it's an Edinburgh Northern rugby top uh, with my initials on it. It was given as a birthday present to me by uh, one of my friends, CJ. Uh, yeah. Friend of the pod. Lovely. Um, and underneath it, I've treated myself for my birthday to a little bit of... Oh, oh you're going you're gonna to strip off now? Come on, then. I am. <laughs> Let's, Let's see it. Wait, Let's let me see take it. Headphones off. Let's get this on uh, Periscope, because in case you don't know, we're on Periscope live as well. Oh, we're live on Periscope. So j- j- we're going to start doing the podcast also live on Periscope. So if you download that app to your phone and you can watch us do the podcast uh, on Sunday afternoons. Go on, then, Phil. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Oh, oh wow. wow! Oh, wow! That is an that's am- amazing. That is a gorgeous kit. Nice, lovely kit. Not only that, but <laughs> <laughs> that is exceptional. For the purpose of uh, people listening, not watching on Periscope oh, right can now. I touch it. 
Uh, Phil has just unveiled. Can, a, can I have that? A Russia shirt. No chance. I, that is awesome. That though. is a gorgeous rugby it's kit. A lovely. That kit, might isn't be it? my favourite international kit. Yeah, yeah. We did. We did mention this as one of the best ones. Yeah. The, the Russian that's kit. That's an old one, though, isn't it? Is I think it might one? be an old one, but. It's lovely. That is gorgeous. And he's got number eight Zangief on the back. <laughs> I was debating whether to get Putin or Lenin or something like that. Le- not Lenin. Um, Zangief was a... Zangief, yeah, he's probably the most famous Russian. The, the, street, yeah. the street fighter. Pretty oh, much. That's excellent. Love it, Phil. <laughs> nice little treat to myself for my birthday. Do you birthday. want a score update on the England Barbars game? Oh, yes, yeah. please. Yes, please. It is 31-5, 30 minutes gone to England. Wow. Wow. Taking them to the cleaners then? Yeah. Who's got the tries? Uh, the last tweet I've read just off Bob Aaron FC is another try at England Rugby. Wade's faster than Usain Bolt on roller skates and we can't handle it. <laughs> I don't think Usain Bolt running 100 metres on a roller skates would be that fast. I mean, probably controversial, but I don't think he would be. Wade wow. is incredible. It's like Wade and Yard are having a good day anyway. All right then, quiz. So uh, this is a few questions about the Aviva Premiership and Pro 12 and specifically about, um, well, about the leagues and about the finals. So... Just a nice quick one then about the Pro 12. Glasgow won their first Pro 12 title, uh, but uh, of the, there are 12 teams, but there are three defunct sides. Can you name the three sides oh, that now don't this. exist? <laughs> uh, Have you got three? I've only got. I've got. I've two got three. Guess at the third. I've got three, but I, I know who the third is. I don't actually have an answer. It's. That makes no sense. <laughs> no, no. I know. I, I can. I can see their kit. I can see their kit, and I know what, which which country they're from. Okay. Right. Well, the, the two you know, you've got them written down. I'm trusting you yeah. guys. So, um, Bryn, first one of your first answers. Uh, Celtic Warriors. Celtic Warriors, even. Indeed. Correct. You, you got that, JB. I have got Celtic Phil? Warriors. I haven't. No. Okay. You haven't. No. How Ke- do you know? Celtic Warriors. <laughs> one each to JB and Bryn. JB, another one. Border Reavers. Correct. Yeah. I've written Scottish borders. As yeah, well, it's border readers, borders. Mate, so. Yeah, we'll take we'll take borders. borders. We'll take borders. I would have accepted borders alone. Yeah. Um, so that's fine. So two, two, and one to fill. Third team. Anyone got the other one? It's an Italian team. Yeah. Yes, it is. They wore. Phil obviously hasn't. I'm looking I've, at his well, face. I've got uh, written down Aeroni. Oh, oh, oh nice. Phil! It is Aeroni. Outstanding. Two apiece. Well then. Two yeah, apiece. I got that wrong. I wrote Treviso because <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah, they're still going. Yeah. They're, they're in like, yellow and black. Definitely not zebra. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I should have got her own knowledge. Two apiece after the first round. Right, so there have been 15 years of Premiership winners, but since the playoffs came in, there have been 15 Premiership winners. How many years out of those 15 has there been... Just a number. Just a number. How many years out of those 15 have the team that won the Premiership final also finished top in regular season? Hmm. Wow. Okay. Just a straight yes, no, basically. Uh, num- yeah. It's just a guess. Just a number. Oh, just a number. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Uh, what have you got, Bryn? I've said eight. I've gone for eight as well. I've gone for eight as well. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, you're all a mile off. Uh, it's three. Only three. Oh, three. I was uh, thinking the like, home advantage would be yeah. a, b- a big thing. Less- I wondered if eight was too low. Leicester. So Leicester in, Leicester. The, in the very first playoff season, Leicester, 2001. Leicester, Quinns and Northampton. Leicester, Quinns and Leicester. Oh, oh, Leicester again. Leicester in 2010, Quinns in 2012. So it's a really rare thing for the team wow. that finishes top yeah. in regular season to go on and win it. And finally then, so you're all on two, so really, this is this is it. All right, so the Aviva Premiership final has been won 15 times now. Mm-hmm. I want you to apportion the wins to the clubs. Okay. And you'll get a point for it for each correctly awarded title. Up to a maximum of fifteen, and whoever gets the top score is going to be. I'm only on thirteen at the moment. <laughs> I think two. I think I'm pretty close to this, you know. I'm not. Hmm. Um, it looks like it's going to be another convincing win for Beardmore. <laughs> this <laughs> another convincing win. Yeah. Uh, Reigning champion at the moment, aren't you? That's right. I'm on a roll. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. I'm pretty confident with what I've got here. Have you distributed your 15, Phil? Uh, I have, but I've just put a, a big lump on one because yeah. I didn't know where. Breno? Yeah. I've, have you done uh, yours? Gonna... All right, then. So. Do you always go first? Yes, well, Jay. Yeah, go through. Say the team, and then, because I'm, I'm yeah. sure there'll be some crossover. So right, go on, Jay. So, I've got six teams. Okay. okay. So, Quinns with one. I also have Quinns with one. I've got Quinns two. Quinns have won it once. 
Yes. Get in Beardmore. So we all get one point, but yeah. he's lost one of but his available. He's lost one of his available. Yeah. Right. Ah, I get you now, Tim. Okay. So, so and my and my score game was uh, was meant to be too complex, apparently. <laughs> Phil, pick another team. Uh, I've gone for sale with one. I too have sale with I one. Have sale with one. All correct. So another point each of you. Next, Bryn. Uh, I've got Newcastle with one. I, I have. Uh, uh, I have Newcastle with one, uh, but it was it. Newcastle have got zero because it's not playoffs. That was pre-playoffs. Oh, really? What a bunch of oh. idiots! Fifteen years ago, Damn I suppose it. that that was, was more than that. It was nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, that was only since two thousand and. Wilco was playing then, though, wasn't he? No, maybe the year after. Was Rob Andrew won that. Wilco was playing when he was on the bench and coming really? on. It was I like thought, the yeah. changing of the guard. Rob Andrew and Wilco. But yeah, it's not that long ago, is it? No, Canter in it. Oh dear me! Go on then, JB. Next team: Northampton with one. Yeah, I've got Northampton with one. I've got Northampton two. What? Northampton Saints have won it once. Once. Mm. Oh, no, Ben was killing it. <laughs> uh, right, next team then, Phil. Uh, I've gone for Saracens with two. Yeah, I've gone Saracens two. I got Saracens two. Correct. Saracens have won it twice. Next up, Bryn, another team. I've got Gloucester one, but I don't. Think Incorrect. Right. They lost in the final. Yeah. To a Leicester team comprised <laughs> of. So Leicester have won a lot. <laughs> two Alangi on one wing and Ru- Ru- Rubeni, yeah. Rubeni on the other one. And uh, the next sure. season, I, to I, counter them, yeah. they bought two players who were Carl Price and Vianicola, and they did horribly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't have Gloucester. Do you, do you Jay? No, I said they're not winning it early on though. Tim did Gloucester nope, ever win it? it Gloucester won it once. No, <laughs> no, they did Good not. Chat from JB. <laughs> oh. No chance. Carry on, JB. Go on. Wasps with three. Uh, I've gone wasps with two. I've got wasps three. Wasps won it four times. Oh four. no! Uh, two, two thousand and three, four, five, and eight. Right. Three, four, five. Three, four, five. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's three the Delalio era, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Uh, are we just team. looking for one more team? Yeah. Ooh, uh, who which, could that be? Which is Leicester. Yeah. I had down six, which is obviously way too many. Well, so I, I, had... I just added, added it up to the 15. I said seven. Leicester won it five times. How many points does everyone have? Gee, I'm right, guess, so, guessing so let me just recap so you can score your own. Um, Northampton Saints have won it once. Yeah. Quinns have won it once. Sale have won it once. Yeah, got all them. Saris have won it twice. Got that. Wasps have won it four times. Leicester have won it... Five times. Play my winning music. Play it. <laughs> <laughs> so you got 13 out of 15. Get Jay. in, Beardmore. I got 12, I think. I've got 12 points on it. I've about 11 or 12. Yeah. yeah. I've added up 13. No, that's fine. So yeah. I got wasps, three for wasps, yeah. four for Leicester, one for Quinns, one for Sale. You got Gloucester as well. One for Northampton and two for Saracen, so that makes 13. Oh, yeah. we got a tie. No, no, we haven't. No, we <laughs> got a tie. No, no, we haven't on this basis. <laughs> on what basis? Beyond this is outrageous. <laughs> a no, tie, a nice, this is no, not listen. a happy, A happy tie. I'm happy with a tie. <laughs> this is not a tie. Is... <laughs> JB should win. Look, it says it here. It says right here. On... There it is on um, Periscope. Oh. <laughs> I'm the people's champion at least. Stay off. Draw. It's a draw. It's a draw. I won that. Everyone draws. Everyone knows I won that. The, the people no. will have their say. <laughs> just say, just say, say, JB's just say now. Oh, that, that's fair enough. I I, uh, I agree with that. Very good Tim quiz. It's uh, Tim quiz. <laughs> <laughs> quiz, Tim, whatever. I'm no, I'm not saying it. I'm editing that straight after. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Right, what well, we still got to talk about then? Uh, championship oh, final. Championship final. Oh my god! The best game in the history of the world in any sport ever. Yeah, wow. you, you might not be far off there. It, it was, was incredible. Sens- oh, what a game! What a yeah. finish! It kind of does it a bit of an injustice. It was an incredible battle. It's a shame too oh. can't get promoted on I the know. basis of that, really, because both they... of those teams are worthy of the oh. Premiership, aren't they? Yeah, and one 160 minutes. Yeah. One, one point, point separates them. 58-59 did it finish. I think if it comes within like five points or one score, they should play a third game in a neutral venue. <laughs> <laughs> just keep playing. Let's I just, just want to see that, o- that over and over again. Yeah. Let's just have a league, just Worcester and Bristol, <laughs> like Premiership B, just the two of them play every week. <laughs> oh, great atmospheres. Uh, yeah. Two phenomenal games. Not great for Wales B. Admittedly, um, <laughs> Bristol. What do you think Bristol are going to do next? I mean, they can't just carry on signing the players at the same rate they're signing them. Can they? I, it depends if they've got any um, clauses in their contract. They'll, they'll continue to build a strong squad. They should yeah. win that league as uh, Canter next year. Um, 
they might not because it came unstuck against a few people but um, what else can they do other than Worcester going push. up is good for Bristol I can't see anyone standing in the way yeah I learned them Welsh yeah. um, they've not made their signings yet but they've got so much cash in the bank they've made a load of they, signings they have made quite a few tons signings. of them yeah. what, what, what are they on now have they got any, anyone really notable did Dan Leo sign for them the other day yeah, yeah he did but the, m- mediocre signing another journeyman yeah mm-hmm. he's a picking bit up the cash you know, he was always going to be like the next big thing but never quite made it didn't he yeah he was at Wasps he, yeah when well. he went to Wasps he was like the utility back row second row that's right yeah like, he was Wasps Steve Maffey basically so he's doing well down in the, the, the Super the Rugby force, yeah Tom uh, Vondell will be gutted though because he's yeah. signed and like he could be the Premiership's all-time scorer and he's well, going to have he's a only like, Oh yeah, he, he's still got time to do yeah. it. He's only about six or seven off uh, Quaito at Quaito. the moment. I was going to say Mark Quaito's loving the fact that Bristol didn't get promoted, <laughs> <Yeah>. isn't he? <laughs> Mark, Mark Quaito's pro- pro- probably probably paying half his wage in Bristol. I did read something uh, an interview with Vondell that said he wants to go and play in France, but he wants to break the Premiership try-scoring record before oh. he goes to France. Oh. So do going to any... Bristol, Bristol's a bit of a gamble to yeah. do. That. He, was, he was looking at it thinking, when Bristol come up to, to the Premiership, Gavin put me in space. I'm not yeah. going to stop scoring. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Gav goes down in the in the first first part of the final, Tom oh, Vondell no. just breaks down into tears. <laughs> well, how do you? How do you? Well, firstly, I called Worcester getting promoted at the very start of the season, and I like what Dean Ryan's got going on there in Worcester. Lots of good young players. And can Dean can Dean Ryan just start dressing a little bit smarter for um, <laughs> for playoff games? He should have done, shouldn't he? Yeah, I mean, we had a um, a tweet saying, "Is Dean Ryan's post-match team talk shouting at ducks in a park?" Because <laughs> he basically dressed like a Trump. He didn't bother. He's really dishevelled. Look, didn't he? Yeah. He hasn't shaved or anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mike, it, Mike Ford's the the market leader in uh, oh. sharpness as a coach, isn't he? Definitely, it, yeah, absolutely. When when he does fasten his jacket buttons up correctly, yeah, from the promotional. Yeah, how did the, they let? How did let that happen? Yeah, God knows. Um, just going back to the game, it was a, the, both games were brilliant. Like attacking rugby from both teams. You you said it last week, Jay. It looked like two teams who haven't had to defend for a year. Yeah, exactly right. But the finish, like. To come from 14 points down or 13 points down to it, at the, the last five minutes to score those two tries. How many Worcester fans just... do you reckon left thinking? Oh, yeah, I'm I texted oh. one of my friends saying I'm so glad Bristol are coming up because of the uh, some of the Welsh players will get a crack in the Premiership, and then like 12 <laughs> minutes later yeah. they were out. It was, it was you know brilliant, what? heartbreaking. For them. I think I was watching it with you, wasn't I, Phil? You were, and we were watching it on delay because I was late coming home from work, and we we're watching Bristol build a significant lead, and I'm thinking this is over. But in the meantime. My phone and our Twitter account, Egg Chasers, is, is, is going crazy. Yeah, which we and, were ignoring during well, the game. we're ignoring, but we know something's happening, yeah. right? <laughs> so when Bristol go ahead, I'm like, Phil, this isn't over yet. And it's eight minutes to go or seven minutes to go, and Worcester turned it around. It was oh, yeah. unreal. Yeah. Absolutely unreal. It was so and exciting, wasn't it? Bristol just threw it away. Yeah, think about it. I mean, those two yellow cards at the end. The, the, the Dwayne Peel yellow card was so needless in the last few minutes. Yeah, he played well other than that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah really well. Controlled the game really well. No, it's, you do Six wish... Race is a good stadium, though, isn't it? It was rocking. Six yeah. Yeah. Well, so was Ashton, the new Ashton Gate. Yeah, the old Ashton Gate, fairness. the refurbished They were both great games. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll really rue that try that they scored in the first leg, right at the death. Do you know what? I Bristol think... conceded that. That was, yeah. that was big, wasn't it? I think yeah. bringing up two teams, having an odd number of teams, although it sounds stupid, because obviously one team isn't playing each week, isn't actually a bad idea. Because it means one... One team every week can have a bye week or, or a rest week. You love your NFL formats, don't you? Yeah, I, but I think it'd be really helpful for that team just to rest all the lads, tell them to go away for a week or the, whatever the, they there do. There would be issues with um, like timing of the rest week. It's, it's not creating a level playing field. Yeah, so you, you don't you want an early one, but you, it's just you, random. But you don't, you don't want to get Saracens off the back of their rest week, that kind of thing. When they've been doing a team building thing, or maybe you do. Yeah, you do. Team building thing at uh, uh, Oktoberfest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly when, when you want to see Saracens. Team building in Amsterdam. I'll tell you a, a hell of a player. I think he's going to Leicester, isn't he? Um, Mike Williams, the Worcester blindside. He puts his body about. Yeah, him, ah, right. Is that few, the few, but that Mitch Eady that we mentioned last yeah. week. He's yeah, looks quality. Just picking the right lines. Athletic runner, a lot intelligent premi- runner. A lot of well. Premiership ready players or Premiership standard players right now. So they should. Yeah. They, well, they'll obviously be a lot more competitive than London Welsh. Do you think Worcester will bridge the gap though to Newcastle and London Irish? And um, no, not immediately. Ask, isn't it? It's It'll a be a damn sight better, better than London Welsh, but. Um, 
I think Bro- they're going to Your Broughton Park team would probably do a damn sight better than London Welsh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean... <laughs> With JB coaching it, would Exactly. Coach Beardmore. Hey, if anyone's in the Manchester um, area and is a really good player and wants to get coached <laughs> by um, me, <laughs> please come down to Broughton Park. That would be wonderful. This, if you're getting paid for uh, sale, the ironically named sale, sale amateurs or something like that, Come and play for me and Phil. <laughs> Not me, Jay. I'm... You are. You, you're a rugby consultant. <laughs> Did anyone see the game on Thursday? Games every day this week. Thursday? You played on Thursday? Uh, Irish versus the Barbarians. No, I didn't. No, I, didn't I watched watch the second half. Barbarians uh, beat be Ireland. Quite a good game. Yeah. I, not, was it Ireland, not the Ireland? usual. Not the usual Barbarian stuff. It was not as kind of free-flowing attacking. They kicked for points as well, didn't they? I yeah. think Barbarians yeah. suffer when they don't have their full-strength second row out, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the big handsome one. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, is, likely to go and play against... Um, an international team soon, Bryn? The Barbarians <laughs> no. going to get another call? <laughs> uh, what, what, what's it like playing for them? What's, what's the Barbarians like, Bryn? Oh, it, was a, it was just an absolute honour for me. I, I only played about 12 minutes, but it was... It was no, like the, the whole build-up, what did you do? And what's the, what's the, was, the, was the Honey Badger around in amongst no, the squad? No, he'd gone home that week, so um, we were down in Bath. It was just, just really well looked after and just, just everything you'd imagine it and more, really. Is that a bag of stash, there's just... No better feeling in the world than that. that no big bag of stash. Yeah, Barbarian's time must be uh, pr- pretty That's good. Got pride of place. What socks did you wear? RGC socks. One of each, Colin Bay and um, an RGC. Sock. Oh, nice. Not Lancaster yeah. University. No, that's <laughs> <Cat> socks. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that game is it fully amateur? Is it as in not amateur rules? But you don't get paid for it, do you? No, no. Ah. It's, yeah, it's, I'm assuming they're all amateur. It's the honour. Yeah, it's, it's the, honor it's the of, invitation. Yeah, picked, isn't did, it? did you have a few beers with them afterwards as well? Yeah, did we get... had a free bar at the hotel. It was, oh, awesome. Oh, was brilliant. I can't awesome. imagine a better networking club. Outside of Freemasonry, right? <laughs> <laughs> Barbarians must be the best way to network. Oh, I tell you, I yeah, was at the uh, RAC club in Pall Mall a few weeks ago. You that live the a, life, That is you? a hell of a place to network. You live the life. <laughs> what were you doing there? Just uh, networking, me, me, yeah, networking. Were you were you taken there, or did you just go there off your own back? It's uh, um, meeting up with a friend, friend's dad, who's uh, very interesting guy. Yes, very interesting guy indeed. Is it, I feel like interesting is a euphemism there, but uh, I'll, 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 I'll ask about that. I'll ask about that another time. Very, uh... we're very wealthy, very connected. All right, fine. Um, just on, you mentioned second rows and, and legends and stuff, and we've got Brim Williams here, uh, barbarian Brim Williams, but also Paul O'Connell. It, it, where did he go into Toulon? Yeah, we've just yeah. had someone on Periscope mention that, um, as if it's official in, in some way. Yeah, mm. uh, but yeah, it sounds. Uh, is Ali Williams going? They mentioned it on the, on the commentary today. They, they mentioned that he's going to Toulon. Oh, it's so confirmed he's going. Ali Williams and Bucky both retire and they bring in O'Connell. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Who else will they get? Probably Alan, Alan wins on their list. Well, yeah. you've got Sammy Minora as well. Wins. It's almost like oh, a, it, it's almost like a, a Hall of Fame. You yeah, like the, you actually. It's part of the. It's a right of passage. It's a right of passage for the Hall of Fame. We just spoke about the Barbarians. Is Toulon the real Barbarians? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I. This is my plan, and I've, it, I might have said it before, but I, I love this plan, and it will stop all the uh, politicking and being uh, and moronic de- decisions coming out of England in one foul swoop, which is you pick your World Cup squad in the same in the same time frame as you do now, and you've got let's call forty five players to pick from, and that's it. That is your lot. After which the Barbarians get to pick their forty five from around the world, and then they enter the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, they're the twentieth team in the World Cup. Yeah, that 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 would be my plan. What would be good about that is when your if your team gets knocked out, you've got another team you can yeah. root for. Yeah, yeah. Like well, everyone's got team. a B team. It's like Exeter Chiefs in the Premiership, yeah. but in the World Cup. <laughs> exactly. So when you say, "Oh, we don't think Stefan's that good," oh, but that's because Stefan's not playing. If Stefan was going to be in your group. You you would pick him immediately. <laughs> it would change the dynamic a little bit. Oh, absolutely, it would. Did it? Did anyone see the other game? The, the game on Friday, the uh, barrage, the Parisian derby. No. Yes, I saw it. Yeah, uh, Stade Francais versus Racing. It's, it's, it's Stade Francais took Racing to the cleaners. They did. It was a very limp exit for uh, Sexton. Sexton. Did, did Roberts, Roberts even play? He came off the bench. He scored a try. Did he? Yeah. We need to talk about something else that's happened in France. I completely forgot to mention this earlier. So we oh. know Dylan Hartley is missed out on a World Cup. I think Johan Uge might be joining him in front of the telly during the World Cup. The, the what together? The French winger. Yeah, they'll they'll sit and World cr- Cup parties. They'll <laughs> sit and cry together, <laughs> hug each other because Johan Uge 
was playing in the top 14 and did a, I mean I haven't seen a, a stamp as bad as this ever, possibly ever yeah wow I don't yeah. think I have do you want to just watch it again? Okay. Just, oh, not really. No, look, just if you if you can, if you can stomach that, it. Oh, oh god! It's so far away from the breakdown. There's no excuse. He can't even. Yeah, say, and it's a downwards force yeah, as well. Yeah, he, you know it's that guy's just, on his own. You know, five yards from the breakdown. I love. I, I love. I love letting the boys play. Yeah, but but there's a clear line when you can see something intentional. I think fisticuffs is fine. You know, you square up. You you know, duke it out. Fine, but that. Is cowardly. I mean, clearly, yeah. that's that's gouging. GBA, I mean, clearly, yeah. the, anyway. clearly yeah. the guys, the, clearly the guys holding his foot on the floor. But but he is, he's got up and just yeah. the force that he's yeah. put everything into yeah. that. No one who's played rugby likes to see that. That's horrible. You know, There's a couple that, of things I can't stand. Or, um, or anything, yeah, fracture, Gou- gouging is unacceptable. Completely yeah. banned for life. Unacceptable. Yeah. And stamping on extremities is unacceptable. If it's on his chest or something like that, yeah, carry on. Usually, and diving, he's got two of the three yeah. now. So, have so. you ever seen his his Wikipedia page has been changed to say like, yeah, rugby player, actress, <laughs> uh, Olympic diver, deep sea diver? <laughs> it's probably been changed back now, but uh, it has uh, at various times. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's a bit. It's weird to see an outside back be so aggressive. Actually, French still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he just he's still a head. devilishly handsome fella, isn't he? Yeah, yeah and he also excretes some sort of slippery solution from his. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does, he is and you just, you just can't you can't get hold of it. It's like trying to catch an eel. <laughs> well, he's going to be missing the World Cup. Listen, there's loads we talked about, and there's much more we could have gone into, but um, this is where you come in. So keep it going at Rugby Podcast over the next week and. All through the off-season, we're still going to be talking rugby, right? We're going to do it every week, I think, are we not? Yes, yeah, we have. too right. We've got so many things we can really get off. There's been, what happens in the season is there's things we want to talk more about and we think we'll save that for the off-season because, um, well, mainly it's JB wanting to talk about Richard Cockrell at Leicester. <laughs> it's got to go! It's got to go! <laughs> save it! Save it! Uh, and also, if you're interested, I will be doing this until Tim bans me from doing it. What, uh, Periscope, I will you be mean? doing some Periscopes every now and again. <laughs> or oh, just on a topic which I which I deem necessary. So last week it was ban- it was uh, sacking Richard Cockrell. Probably this week we'll be sacking Stuart Lancaster. So stay tuned for them. <laughs> uh, at Rugby Podcast, there, nice one. Lovely to have you, Bryn Williams. Anytime you're Thank over you in Manchester, much. get on in. Uh, Phil, nice one. Cheers, Tim. That is an incredible Canterbury Russia shirt, by the way. Thank you. Incredible. Thank you. We'll have to tweet a picture of that. And JB, nice one. Thank you, Tim. See you next time. Bye bye. Thank you.